the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. <laughs> Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Fun Day. Woo, it's Friday night. Yes, it is. And I've just been having some fun pre-show here in the studio. Kind of almost giving a couple people a little heart attack a couple of minutes ago. But I'm just enjoying myself here like I do every night of the week here. It's always an honor to share this time with you guys. And I just appreciate you guys so much. Even the hate mail that I got last night regarding a certain topic that we covered. Say what? But y'all know I keep it real here, and I always talk about the things and uh, share it in my own. I talk about the topics that the left doesn't want you to talk about, and uh, I do it in my own my own sweet Southern way. Um, great lineup of guests for you guys tonight as we get into the roundtable of everything hot happening today in this hot, hot, hot summer uh, in uh, across the nation. Uh, don't hate on us, though, because it's not as hot here as it is the rest of the country, but it is beautiful weather in San Diego. Um, we've got Cheryl Chumley, who's going to be with us to make her case for why Trump is the only solution to save this country in 2024. And there's actually a showdown in Arizona tonight involving Trump and VP Pence. And Cheryl Chumley wrote the book uh, Lockdowns, uh, the socialist way to take away our freedoms. And she's also the opinion editor at Washington Times. And she's the host of the Bold and Blunt podcast. So she will be with us. Hey, Gavin Newsom. Decided he's he never lets a day go to waste in which he can uh, continue to flout and, and mock and all the covid and mandates and regulations that you're supposed to you're supposed to um, adhere to. He's also always looking for ways that he can take your freedoms away. And he signed into law today an odd bill that had to do with guns. And I'm actually a little confused as to how this is going to work. So I reached out to our favorite legal analyst, Dr. Wendy Patrick, who's going to be here later on in the show to help us figure out what this means in terms of our gun rights and our Second Amendment rights here in California, because it's clearly under assault in spite of the fact Innocent people, law-abiding citizens in this country are under assault right now, physically under assault, as well as having our freedoms under assault, and particularly as it relates to our guns. Meanwhile, we've got a crime wave. It's literally open season. Not only is there a heat wave across the country, there's a crime wave across this country. And I got a question for y'all. Who's more likely to go to jail? Steve Bannon for doing nothing wrong or the doo-doo attempted to murder Lee Zeldin today? 
Actually, who's got a greater chance? A Trump supporter, I think, has probably got a greater chance of going to jail for the crime of opinion that's contrary to the admin state as compared to the man who attempted to murder Lee Zeldin today. 888-344-1170. Got another interesting pop culture question for you guys because we had a little bit of a debate here in the studio about this a moment ago. So before I go any further, the man who dared to argue with me on what is the best Lionel Richie, a.k.a. also Commodore song ever, is this man, DJ Potato Skins. Uh, yes, I dare to argue with you because it is subjective. It is a matter of, of opinion. And is it me you're looking for? No, it's not subjective. That's the worst Lionel Richie song. That's the only Lionel Richie song that makes me want to jab myself in the eyeball uh, with a pen. My opinion and my favorite song. The, the Lionel Richie was at his best when he was with the Commodores. And I suggest that Sweet Love was the best Commodore song. Not as, not as famous, not as much beloved, but uh, my numero uno Lionel Richie Commodore song. 888-344-1170 if you want to, to share your favorite Commodore song. All right, enough fun. Enough Enough shenanigans because we've got some real serious times going on in this country um, today. And I got to tell you, Congressman Lee Zeldin is not my favorite congressman. Uh, he's got his voting record's been decent in terms of I, I don't know that I would consider him hardcore MAGA, but he's definitely more in the MAGA strain than, let's say, you know, Kevin McCarthy. Um, he's running for governor in the state of New York. And you can actually watch the video and see that while he is trying to give a campaign speech up with no resistance, completely, you know, uh, no perimeter, no security surrounding Congressman uh, Zeldin up on stage. This 40 something year old man walks up on stage and proceeds to try to reach over and stab Lee Zeldin. Um, In fact, we've got a description here for you guys in case you're not familiar with what happened. Skins, please play clip seven. Look at this. What you're watching is yesterday, Republican Congressman Lee Zeldin was giving a speech in the city of Fairport when a man climbed onto the stage and grabbed him. His campaign says the suspect tried to stab Zeldin. Yeah, he tried to stab him. It was weird what this weapon was because it was kind of like um, brass knuckles. It's this. It was this device you put your fingers through. This metal, hard metal thing, kind of like. But it, except for brass, it, except for on the knuckles part, it was two big spikes, almost like big cat ears, that could have literally killed him if 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 he had been successful. So this was an attempted murder on a sitting U.S. congressman. And you have to you have to ask yourself: Is that not what Kathy Hochul, current uh, governor, who's who's the um, Democrat running to uh, to be governor. And she actually took over for Cuomo, as you know, who who uh, was shoved out because he killed a bunch of seniors with covid among other and then tried to cover it up, among other crimes. She actually she did a Maxine Waters. She actually did an email out and published all of his cam- uh, Lee Zeldin's campaign schedule, including dates, address and times of the locations. This is what this is what we got Democrats doing out there. Is this not the how is that different than Maxine Waters? Right. When she called two, two or three years ago, she called for people. And we've played the clip before the the audio of that. Everybody's heard it where she's screaming. If you see them at a gas station, if you see them in a restaurant, you must surround them. She's literally calling for a mob. This is what happens with this is what happens when you let people get away with breaking uh, the laws that involve 
attempting to intimidate and threaten Supreme Court justices. There's still people right now outside following, uh, you know, uh, Kavanaugh around outside of his home. There was they continue to allow people to break the law outside SCOTUS's home after someone was arrested who was there admitting that he was there to uh, attempt to murder Brett Kavanaugh. In fact, we actually have stop. I, I think is it stop D.C., which is an organization that still has a Twitter account. Trump doesn't. They have a Twitter account in which they're offering money for any sightings of any of Kavanaugh, Gorsuch and ACB. And you'll fifty dollars if you can if you've got a sighting and three hundred dollars if they're still there by the time somebody shows up at the location. Nothing uh, was uh, that nobody was held accountable. The Democrats weren't. Bernie Sanders wasn't when a Democrat went and shot up a, a baseball field full of Republicans. We got a crime wave across this country, and it's literally open season on Republicans. Here's what uh, Representative Lee Zeldin had to say about the attack. Skins, uh, clip four. Now, the way that I'm wired, when I see somebody wearing a hat that says that they're a veteran, my guard couldn't possibly be more dropped. But at the same exact time, I noticed he had a weapon in his hand. Uh, and it had two holes where he had two fingers through the holes. It had two uh, sharp dagger-like edges on it. Uh, and he was telling me, you're done. And obviously, in that point, regardless of whatever's on your hat, uh, this was not a, a normal situation and it, there needed to be action taken. Uh, when he lifted up his hand and he was lunging for my throat area, the first thought was to grab onto his wrist and just to hold it because there were so many people around that I would expect there to be help quickly. And that's what happened. Uh, and Allison was right in the middle of that fray. A bunch of other people came. They, they tackled this attacker right away. And uh, within minutes, law enforcement was there. And... Uh, I, I just I'm very grateful for the amount of people who are around who instinctively knew what to do. And by the way, if I have a feeling if those seven, eight, nine, ten people didn't instantly jump on him the way that they did, there was probably the next group of seven, eight, nine, ten who would have uh, done it. There were a lot of people who reacted very smartly, and I'm, I'm very proud of that response and what was a really difficult moment. Well, um, I think he's being gracious. I don't think his security protected him enough. Uh, you, you know, uh, the the man was able to drag Zeldin down onto the ground. I'm we're, we're I, I'm grateful today that he survived without really any injuries. You know, uh, yesterday Skins and I were laughing and we were mocking because this January sixth committee has gone from. They've actually gone from trying to actually find some crime that Trump's convi- been uh, that they could get Trump arrested for to now trying to go uh, under the guise of him inciting violence against people. Right. Uh, yet there's nobody uh, calling for Governor Hochul to be uh, arrested today or charged with any crime or even investigated for the fact that she published. She doxed. She she did what is illegal in a sense. She doxed uh, Lee Zeldin's campaign. Right. Uh, the, there's doxing going on. No investigations of, of anybody doxing and giving out the addresses for Supreme Court citizens. And in fact, OK, so now so they've been trying to uh, get Trump j- to justify getting the DOJ to file charges against Trump for inciting violence. Um, and then it shifted to now we've got to try to get him uh, try to get him indicted or get him charged for inaction. 
Well, look at the inaction that's going on on the part of government officials and Democrats when it comes to violence against Republicans. Should so under that same under that same standard, should where where are the Democrat the Democrat Party today? The inaction of them to do anything to hold anybody accountable, I think, should have them charged with a crime, whether it's Governor Hochul or, or Maxine Waters or anybody else. Right. There was there's there has not been one statement that I've heard today of any Democrat, including Governor Hochul, who doxed him in his campaign and, and his events and his schedules, who's come out and and, and said anything about this and said, no, we, we've got to have civility. We cannot have our government government officials attacked. No, it's okay to attack Republicans, f- including physically attack them, not just surround them in restaurants and scream and yell at them and, and intimidate them, but actually physically attack them. We, if um, that in combination with, with this Jan 6 committee, with the people in the gulag, with the fact that, that Steve Bannon was found guilty today, on a process crime that should not even he should not have even been charged with should remind everybody that we have two we currently have two sets of laws in this country where our entire Department of Justice right now is persecuting and prosecuting those with whom share a different political ideology and that also extends to crime on the streets and what's happening on the streets and the plan to treat the criminals are getting treated on the streets as the good guys and the law-abiding citizens being treated as the bad guys. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue the discussion about that. We're going to talk about Steve Bannon and the trial that happened today and January 6th committee with Cheryl Chumley who is the online opinion, aided, uh, online opinion editor at Washington Times. She's author of Lockdown, the Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedoms and host of the Bold and Blunt podcast. And she'll be here when we get back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So Steve Bannon was convicted today. In the Kangaroo Court of D.C., where over 90-something percent of the residents in, in uh, D.C. voted for Biden and or donated to Hillary Clinton in 2016. I mean, it's impossible for a Republican, particularly a Republican who, who is part of the Trump orbit, to get a fair trial in D.C. Um, um, so, um, it, and on top of the fact that he was, uh, Steve Bannon was prosecuted for contempt of Congress, which I'm no historian, but I, my understanding is that's a process crime and for which nobody's been prosecuted in decades. We know that what's going on, that we we have a weaponized United States government going after, attempting to persecute and prosecute anybody related to Trump for the purpose of making 75 million MAGA voters, by extension, be considered a bunch of domestic terrorists who need to be squashed. That's ultimately what this is about. Before we bring in Cheryl Chumley to have her weigh in on this, and Trump in 2024. Um, I do want to play a quick clip on Steve Bannon, his response today to what happened in court. Skins, can you please play clip nine? We respect their decision today. I really want to thank those hardworking citizens of Washington, D.C. that uh, had to take an entire week off to go through this. So their thanks. We respect their decision. We may have lost a battle here today, but we're not going to lose this war. Okay. David Schroen is going to talk here in a second about exactly what, what the jury heard they came to their conclusion, right, about what was put on in the in in that courtroom. David Schoen is going to talk to you about our appeals process. But listen, in the closing argument, the, the prosecutor missed one very important phrase, right? I stand with Trump and the Constitution, and I will never back off that, ever. 
He says uh, that the they lost the battle, but we have not lost the war. And that is in reference to the entire MAGA and the fight for the future of this country. Joining me now to discuss is Cheryl Chumley. She is the author of Lockdown, the Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedoms. She's the online opinion editor at Washington Times, host of Bold and Blunt podcast. And you can follow her on Twitter at C.K. Chumley, spelled C-H-U-M-L-E-Y. Hello, Cheryl Chumley. Welcome back on The Andrea K Show. Hello, it's great to be back with you. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, thank you for all you do and all your different efforts and uh, at the Washington Times and your podcast to fight for our freedoms. And I, I wanted to have you on tonight because um, this is such an attempt by not just the Democrats, not just the deep state, but even rhinos like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, anybody of the Uniparty, in an attempt to try to um, to try to cut off the head of the snake in order to try to get rid of the MAGA movement so that they can solidify the movement to us as a nation towards their communistic New World Order Great Reset agenda. Am I wrong? No. No, you nailed it. I mean, that's exactly what's going on. And Trump was the great disruptor of this great reset movement. And so it's not enough for him to not be in the White House. Uh, the left has to just drive him down so deeply, along with all his supporters and followers, so that he never raises his head again. And they seriously misjudge Donald Trump and all the MAGA supporters in America, because we're not going away. When we see things like what happened to Steve Bannon on Capitol Hill and, and anyone else that the left decides is too close to the Trump agenda, it, it just drives the America first type patriotic Americans to work harder to unseat these globalist forces, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. shut you down, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it no. really energizes, right? Yeah. So uh, I think that's what's happening across America now. Yeah. I, I know many of us are digging our heels in. Um, it, the, the battle is getting deeper and it's not just against uh, the, it, 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 it there, we're digging our heels in us on MAGA and the forces of the unit party including the rhinos are digging their heels in we've got this battle going on in arizona tonight where vp pence has you know endorsed the rhino robson over there uh, meanwhile trump is there for a rally tonight to uh to help carrie lake who he has endorsed who is the maga candidate and i don't think i've ever in my life seen anything like that where you know a former president who was pushed out of office after four years of a constant coup attempt whether it was from crossfire hurricane then the Mueller this and then ukrainian whistleblower lower and then you know now jan six and all this um to, 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 he's still he's still standing and he's still pushing for this country and his former vp is going up against him it's extraordinary and we maga we all maga need to continue to stick together and you wrote a piece the other day there's lots of people in maga that are like trump may not be the man anymore for 2024 so cheryl chumley you wrote a piece on this a, a day or so ago in washington times tell everybody why trump is really still our only answer in 2024 well, mostly because of the Davos crowd, the, the globalist movement, the Great Reset. 
that is really putting America's individual freedoms in jeopardy. It's not about so much the next election as it is about bringing in the right Republican, the right conservative to lead in the next election. I mean, anybody in the Republican Party would be Joe Biden. Anybody would be Mm -hmm. better than Joe Biden. But what we need is somebody who can see the big threat facing America right now. And that's not within our borders any longer. It's coming from the globalist crowd. It's Mm -hmm. coming from the World Economic Forum. And Donald Trump sees that. He calls it out and he effectively fights it. And that's what we need to save America. Yeah, we're talking to Cheryl Chumley, host of Bold and Blunt podcast, author of Lockdown, the Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedoms, online opinion editor at Washington Times. Um, I I do want to say that to those that have been concerned that Trump made some missteps in his first uh, round in office, Jonathan Swan uh, has, or Swain, uh, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. He's got a piece out on Axios. It's very lengthy. I'm going to dive into more in the weekend in which there's been there's been a lot of meetings down at Mar-a-Lago and a lot of um, gatherings in which there's been admissions that there were mistakes made in terms of hirings and firings and cabinet members. And they've got an entire plan uh, going into 2025, should he win again, that w- that really will um, stop the deep state and uh, or, or not stop it as much as make significant headways in draining the swamp. And so that's why I think that um, as as there are leaks that he actually does have a plan. Uh, that will that will propel him to have even more achievements that he did his first time in office, which would stop the Great Reset in its tracks. I think that's one of the reasons why there's complete panic right now. Have you heard anything about that uh, in, in, in terms of uh, have, you, have you been hearing any rumblings about this Axios article and whether or not there's truth behind any of that plan? Um, not not about the Axios article in general, but I am pretty secure in in the idea that the Trump people have put together an agenda for him to run again in 2024. And rather than just focusing on socialism, they're going to be focusing on globalism, which is by far the bigger threat at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as and and one of the ways I think the plan from what I've read, and like I said, I want to deep dive into it deeper, is that in order to fight the the forces outside of the country, we've got to get out the uh, Great Reset. Chinese Communist Party at, you know, advocates within our government out. And that it's nice to hear if this is true, that there is a machine, he's already getting a machine in place ready to achieve that. And I think that that's one of the reasons why there's a chill uh, going down people's spines, that he still has the support that he has, because you're absolutely right. Um, Ultimately, the game plan, which is why the Democrats have done everything they can. They know that that Biden's one term, they know they're going to lose in the midterms and they're doing everything that they can to destroy our economy the war on energy the war on our freedoms with covid now coming back uh, they're doing everything they can to push through their agenda and break our backs and usher in the great reset um, before the midterms but i gotta ask you because um about the cultural stuff and the cultural marxist movement because there are those that say when it comes to trump he was brilliant on calling out the chinese communist party he was brilliant in talking about the un and nato and we're not going to do these crappy wars take our boys to and and women around the world and stupid wars and all the economic stuff he was great on but there are people that feel as though the cultural aspects like the the push to recruit children into trans the crt and other issues are just as important and are tied together are you where are you at with those issues as it relates to trump 
Well, I think Trump understands. Uh, well, he, he he's he's messaged several times that in this country, our rights come from God. Mm-hmm. And he understands that there's a creator in this country that runs through the spirit of individualism and that keeps the spirit of liberty alive. And he understands that the foundations of America are family and family values. Mm-hmm. And so he sees that this cultural decay is feeding into the political rot. And um, I'm happy to say it's not just him. Governor Ron DeSantis hits this stuff hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- there's there's a youth uh, youthful vote coming out. I, I happen to be in Tampa right now Ooh. at the, the Turning Point USA um, conference down here. Governor Ron DeSantis just spoke a couple hours ago. Ted Cruz spoke a couple hours ago. And Donald Trump is speaking tomorrow night. And what they harped on, and I expect Donald Trump will as well, is the cultural stuff that you just referenced, the Mm -hmm. things like the LGBTQ uh, movement and the CRT in the public schools. And I can tell you this crowd of young people went nuts. They went wild with cheers and applause because they get it. And this is the note of optimism with all this great reset stuff coming and it seems overwhelming. How do you fight? How do you fight effectively? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a coming generation that is emboldened to fight strong because they see how the left has led this country down a path Mm -hmm. of total destruction and they don't want any part of it and they're willing to fight. Yeah, and and it's it's a young movement that understands the threat of the Great Reset and, and the culture stuff, but they're also a, a Christian movement. They're pro-life. They are really yeah. that with that group down there, because I was watching um, my friends at, at Real America's Voice, I was watching some of Rav's um, broadcast today, and I was seeing some interviews with those young people down there, and it just really makes your heart feel good to know that we, that um, it, well, a, as a conservative, it makes me feel good to see that. If you're a, le- a liberal tonight, you're not happy <laughs> watching what's going down in Tampa today. Um, um, I didn't have a chance to listen to DeSantis. Um, before we have to let you go, was there one or two points you heard him make that just really brought the house down and really spoke to you that you can share that you remember? Just that he's a guy that stands strong on principle and he is not going to bow to the left. And he just takes it head to head. He doesn't care what the media says. He doesn't care what the left says. He's still standing strong. And he just he inspired the crowd to do the same and to recognize that the battle they're headed into is not one for the weak need. And he just he is really inspirational about getting that energy going in the youth. Well, you're inspirational as well. I love all of your work. I love to listen to your podcast and fact, you've got one about Christianity that I want everybody to listen to. So tell everybody how they can hear, um, get your books, hear your podcast, read your stuff. Thank you. Um, yes, you can go to WashingtonTimes.com and get my podcast there or anywhere you download podcasts. My latest one is with Ben Carson. Um, and then you can get my books at Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, or at CherylChumley.com. Well, thank you again for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take good care. Now, y'all take a, take a little breather. Take a little moment. Go get something yummy to eat, maybe a snack or something to drink, and then come on back because we've got more topics. What did, What is this gun law that Gavin Newsom signed in, into law today that has anything to do with the Texas abortion law? I'm a little confused. It's a bit of a head scratcher. We're going to have Dr. Wendy Patrick in a little bit to explain everything that you need to know with that. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. 
I'm too hot to trot. Now, baby. That's another one of my favorite Commodore songs. Mm-hmm. Not that, not that uh, Lionel Richie. What was that Lionel Richie song before the show you were telling me? Is it me you're looking for? Yeah, no, not my favorite. That, that's my that's favorite. one of those earworm songs that drives you crazy. Um, it's going to stick in your head now. Yeah, you know what's sticking in my head? Later on, we've got our, our Hero and Stink of the Week announcement. I might as well just play one right now that I consider a nominee for Hero of the Week. And it comes to somebody, I don't even know the name of this individual, but this individual just put a, <laughs> a smile on my face today. I think he's one of Biden's biggest supporters. Uh, well, he's an uh, unknown heckler of Ms. Dr. Jill Bigot. Uh, cl- uh, please play what you titled Clip Gas. could y'all hear that so jill biden shows up in new york today um for i don't know what and there's a heckler out there saying your husband is the worst president we've ever had she goes thank you like she thinks she's being smart right um and then he just keeps going you owe us gas money you owe us gas money he was not even the slightest bit distracted by that curtain she was wearing that she was calling a dress i mean i don't know who her stylist is but Look, we, you know, um, I, I, can we get Melania back in the White House, please? I mean, come on. Has there ever been. You go from total style to drapery. Total class, right? You know, um, the only thing they were able to find that they could criticize Melania Trump for um, was the fact that she did her. Her um, each first lady has their thing that they promote. I don't even know what Joe Biden's is, but Melania Trump's was uh, be better and or something better. And it had to do with an anti-bullying campaign. And they didn't like the phrasing of it. Uh, You know, if that's all you got against Melania Trump, you ain't got nothing. Okay, move along. The most beautiful first lady ever, even far more beautiful than Jackie O, who always was in need of orthodontia. Nothing against Jackie O, but let's be straight up. Absolutely beautiful. Her style was just impeccable. The best dressed first lady ever and never, never negatively reacted to anything that went down. She always kept her cool. Just such a role model for a generation. Uh, in a, in a few minutes, we're going to take a break. We're going to bring in Wendy Patrick to share with you guys and explain this new gun law that Gavin Newsom has signed into law. He basically said that he took the Texas abortion law, wrote, crossed through the word abortion and put guns and crossed through Texas and put California. I don't have any idea what an abortion law has to do with gun rights. So hopefully Dr. Wendy will be able to share that answer with you. We do have a, 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 a problem in this country that involves guns by way of violence, but that doesn't have anything to do with the Second Amendment because we don't have any more guns in society now than we ever did. Yeah, why do we have the violence that we have? And it's because it's cultural. Today, there's a report, body cam footage showing a four-year-old boy shooting at cops as they arrest his father at a McDonald's drive-thru in Utah for pointing, and, and that, and the dad was being arrested because he was pointing his gun at a fast food worker over a wrong order. That's not a Second Amendment problem. That's a cultural problem. I don't know anything about this dad and his four-year-old, but that is a family in crisis. That's the issue. Not the gun. 
And this is just one of many stories. There was a story last week that went around um, that w- the video that went viral of these two little kids in diapers on the street. Um, one of which looked far too old to still be in diapers, looked to be about three or four years old. That was hitting a cop and, uh, you know, saying to the cop, what are you doing wearing those, you know, old, you know, man, you know, shoes or whatever. Just just horrible. Just horrible children. And of course, the parents are to blame for that. Hitting cops and screaming to cops. I thought the cops were too nice. They should have said to the parents, you, you have your kid hit me one more time and I'm going to arrest you. I don't have to be on the receiving end of your violence. We've got a cultural problem of violence in this country. The mother of the Uvalde mass shooter got into a screaming match with the mother of one of her son's victims. And she's and the, the mother of the mass shooter was saying, I don't have to defend myself to you. My son, my son, she didn't say my son did nothing wrong, but it was, you know, um, acting like she was the victim. And saying, you don't know anything about my son. There was clearly a, 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 that was clearly a family in crisis. When you've got a mother whose son murdered 19 little kids in a school and you act like you're the victim, Houston, we've got a problem. That's somebody with narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, antisocial disorder, all the disorders going on in a cluster. And that's how you end up with a kid like that. You, we've, we've got a crisis of culture in this country. People that have no conscience, people that have no empathy, people that, that, that have no respect for God, no respect for others. I can't imagine wanting to live. If I had a kid that, that killed 19 children, I don't think I could, I don't think I would, would be able to continue to walk this earth. I would be so devastated that I produced that kind of a monster. But she's the monster. The, the dad of the four-year-old here tried to shoot at cops is a monster. We got a whole lot of monsters going on in Chicago. While Gavin Newsom and others are trying to take your guns, here's what's going on in Chicago, the city that has some of the strictest gun control laws. At the same time, um, they're trying to come for your guns. Gun control laws don't work. They're trying to defund the police. On average, I think in Chicago, is it something like 40 people shot every weekend? Guns aren't the problem. It's a cultural problem. And then when you take funding away from police or you've got police that can't do their jobs because they're going to be arrested if they try to do their job, we got a problem. Here's the problem. And here's some stats coming out of Chicago. And this is according to Chicago Police Department, a FOIA response, a Freedom of Information Act response. There were no Chicago police available when over 400,000 high priority calls for service went out in 2021 alone. The exact number was 406,829 calls that went unanswered. And these were, that, that was the number of times that no Chicago police were available when service calls were issued for priorities. And these are, are involved in um, priorities numbers one and two. A priority one is defined as, quote, an imminent threat to life, bodily injury, or major property damage loss. Property two a priority two is defined as when timely police action has the potential to affect the outcome of an incident. 406,829. The mayor of that town is the one who recently uh, screamed at, was it, was it um, F. Trump? She screamed recently in a speech. F. DeSantis, maybe. These are the same people that pretend like, you know, the, the, the problem in this country is those of us that believe in, you know, pro-life. This is this is um, 
This is intentional. The idea behind this is to create a society that is completely broken down with anarchy in the streets, where the innocent people and the law abiding are cowering in their homes with no ability to defend themselves, which paves the way. Um, and, and, and particularly when you've got the criminal class being the people that are dependent on the government, they're not, they're not contributors to society, they're consumers. They suck up all the resources and suck up and try to suck up the, the product of everybody else's labor. This is all part of the cultural Marxist movement. We're going to take a break. We come back. We will hear from Dr. Wendy Patrick, legal analyst, legal expert on the new law that Gavin Newsom signed today that is a replica of the Texas abortion ban. How does that work? Well, she will explain when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show Friday edition. We are rolling into our final segment for hour one, and I can't think of a better way to wrap it than with the brilliant Dr. Wendy Patrick, who is here to help me figure out, and you guys as well, what this means with this new uh, law that uh, Go- Governor Gavin Newsom, he, uh, the, a bill he signed into law today that allows private citizens to bring civil action against anyone who manufactures, distributes, transports, or imports assault weapons or ghost guns, which are banned in the state. It's modeled after the Texas abortion law, and I have no idea what this means or how it will work. And so I reached out to Dr. Wendy Patrick, and she joins me now. Hello, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Thanks for being here. Hey, Andrea. It's always such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Um, So how he said today that he basically took the Texas abortion law, crossed out the word abortion, replaced it with gun and crossed out Texas and replaced it with California. (laughs) I I mean, is this just some kind of show or is this a legit law and how and how's it going to work? You know, it's such great questions, Andrea. So obviously there's a little more to the equation than simply replacing words. Um, But, you know, when I first read about it, when we first talked about it on the air back earlier this year, you know, remember President Trump's counterpunch? Well, this is Governor Newsom's punch back, punching back against not only the Texas abortion law, but remember to some extent the U.S. Supreme Court striking down that New York gun carry restriction, which is basically allowing for all kinds of gun safety laws to be challenged in federal court. So he's, he's literally taking aim at the gun industry, but more specifically, it's criminal misuse of a lawful product. So let me do what I do best and start with common ground. We share the governor's concerns over wanting to maintain safe streets. We disagree, we the general public, Republicans, Democrats, as to how to get there. I mean, many people are focusing not on the guns, but on how to best keep guns out of the wrong hands. And the debate over this particular law is whether or not this is the best way to do that. And in the way that they want to do that with this bill, sounds like... In comparing it, the Texas bill supposedly made it to where if an Uber driver got hired to take a woman to an abortion clinic past six weeks to get an illegal abortion, the Uber driver could file a lawsuit against a Planned Parenthood clinic. So if this is supposed to mirror that, then what I'm thinking he's trying to do here is by is to say that any citizen who just catches wind that so-and-so down the street has a ghost gun, that they can then file a lawsuit against somebody. But who? 
Yeah, what's interesting about this is under this new law, a person would be able to sue a licensed firearm dealer, for example, who sells, supplies, delivers, or gives possession to control or firearm to anyone under 21 years old. Um, it also allows uh, other kinds of lawsuits by private individuals, uh, basically against anyone who manufactures, distributes, transports. This is the language um, of this new law. So it's very different than the Texas law. What's, what's the same is the ability of private citizens to do this. But, you know, Andrea, every time we talk about something like this, everyone on both sides of the issue kind of skirts to the extremes mm-hmm. uh, and say, well, gosh, you know, under this law, this could be a slippery slope. It could end up here, there, or the other. We haven't really seen that yet, and I would imagine you and I will be talking about it when we do. But I have to tell you one of the most interesting things about this story is, you know, you don't just want to pass laws tit for tat. Mm-hmm. Even the ACLU came out and basically said replicating, and this is their words, replicating the Texas model serves to legitimize and promote it. Hmm. And they would rather not see that happen because remember, if you're decrying a law being passed in another jurisdiction, the last thing you want to do if you're the governor is replicate it uh, in a different law that would be at issue here. So, you know, your original question to me, Andrea, also included something that I, I want to pet. So I can't just I can't pass it up. It's too good. Is is this just for show? We've seen Governor Newsom make national headlines with some of the aim he's taken, pun intended, at governors of other states. Remember, he went after Florida Governor DeSantis, most recently Governor Abbott in Texas, um, all, all the while claiming he's not a candidate for the 2024 presidential election. So you wonder why he is raising his pro on the national stage. You know, it's, it's interesting conversation one way or another. Um, this is yet another way he is putting California on the national map. Well, I think it's fascinating. I didn't know that the ACLU came out against it, but that's actually wise on their part from a strategy standpoint that, look, if you don't like a law in some other place, why would you replicate it? You know, that's not advancing anything. In fact, if you actually are kind of furthering that the concept behind that law. So it'll be interesting. Uh, we know that Newsom, at least, has, seems as though he's wanting to run for president in 2024. So this could be about him just wanting to get some attention for himself as, you know, to try to rate, continue to elevate his presence uh, and, and his name recognition around the country. So um, thank you for being here and always sharing with us. That you always have more insight in things than other people do. And so I think you're really just probably the best legal analyst out there because you always give it straight. And I appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you for Thank you for having me. I think you and I make a good team at breaking down some of these issues. I agree, girl. I agree. <laughs> so you stay frosty, stay cool, and we'll talk to you real soon. Sounds Thanks, like dear. Thank you. Bye, hun. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned because we've got uh, more to share with you guys. Um, we got to talk a little bit. We got to rewind back to a day or two ago in the next hour because some people are saying it wasn't necessarily a slip of the lip when Joe Biden said in Massachusetts that he had cancer. Was that that some people are saying, you know, it really wasn't brain fog. So we've got to talk about that. Um, there's actually the Jan 6 committee actually involves um, a movement right now that includes Republicans to actually rewrite some election laws. That's an excuse that is being the Jan 6 committee is using what happened on Jan 6 as an excuse to rewrite the election laws. It includes some Republicans, and this should really concern everybody. So we're going to get into some of those details next hour, as well as a great story out of San Diego involving none other than Comic-Con. 
So go take a little tiny little break and then come on back. We've got another great hour for you on its way. This is the Andrea K Show on AIM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.